the MLB Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. Bet $100 at WinBet and get a $100 free bet. Head to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash WinBet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. We're also brought to you by the SGP and Fantasy Football Podcast. They're giving away an autographed Dondre Swift jersey and a merch store gift card. Get all the details by following them on Twitter at SGPN Fantasy. And don't forget the MLB Gambling Podcast Wildcard Contest, which starts on Friday this week. It runs Friday through Sunday. Winner gets a jersey of their choice. You need to download the SGPN app, uh, go to contests on there, and enter via that. Good evening, everybody. Welcome to the MLB Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. My name is Malcolm Bamford. I am coming to you from Newcastle upon Tyne, the northeast coast of England. Today is Wednesday, October the 5th. It is the last regular season day of MLB. And we are here to have a look at all the wildcard, uh, sorry, all the um, playoff teams in MLB. And um, we're going to do a little draft here. We've got the whole crew along uh, to do a draft for all the playoff teams. Uh, and it's a, I thought it would be a fun way that we can run down everybody's chances. We can break down and analyse what we think all of these playoff qualified teams are going to do. But we're going to do it in the form of a little draft. I think uh, if you were on the show uh, last night, if you heard the show, then Noah did explain how we were going to do the draft. But uh, first of all, before we get to that, we'll introduce the uh, the protagonist here, as ever, um, the other old man, along with myself, uh, from Houston, Texas, Mr. Munaf Manji. How are you doing? Doing well, Malcolm. We made it to the finish line of the at least the regular season. Uh, it, it's been a grind for sure uh, this season. I just want to shout out our crew here real quick, uh, between myself, you, Noah and Dylan, I mean, I think we did a really good job this season just handicapping every single game, at least Monday through Saturday. Uh, but it's playoff time. It's going to be the more, most exciting time of the season, obviously, with the playoffs. I know a little different format with the wild card, but I'm excited uh, about the show here today. Excellent. Uh, also joining us uh, from, I'm going to say New York, but I'm not sure it is New York, Mr. Dylan Rockford. D-Rock, what's happening? How's it going, Malcolm? Yeah, I'm about... Nine to ten miles from New York, close. But uh, I'm anxious, I'm nervous. I'm in the process of thinking about buying a ticket, but I don't know if I want to waste my money and waste oh. more, more money crying home if we lose Friday. So, in the process of trying to buy a ticket to Monday uh, to Friday's game against the Padres. So, are you less sad than you were on Tuesday when we recorded? Uh, I, I had my hopes up for a little when when the Braves lost the first game and and we swept the double header and then when they won my heart was ripped out again. So yeah, okay, because uh, you being sad on Tuesday was very funny. Me and Noah enjoyed that an awful lot. Uh, and finally, uh, the fourth wheel on this Sharabang this evening is Mr. Noah Benick. Noah, what's happening? Uh, thanks, Malcolm. I'm very excited for this episode. Um. I guess I can run through the rules, but before that, I mean, there's some interesting storylines, and I just want to throw this scenario out there. Would you guys rather have the Astros and Yankees rematch in the ALCS and the 
Braves-Dodgers rematch in the NLCS, or the new guard coming in, the teams without much postseason experience. You have the Mariners, they could face the Guardians, and you have the uh, Phillies that could face the Padres in the ALCS and NLCS. Which situation would you guys want most? The first. Uh, <laughs> I got to go with newcomers, probably. I definitely don't want to see the Yankees get there. I think uh, the, the – sorry, go ahead, Dylan. No, no. No, I was just going to say we'll probably <laughs> see the Astros and Dodgers, but I would definitely like to see anybody beat the Braves, not going to lie, and love to see the Mets there. But, yeah, I'd probably see someone new. I want to see the Mariners. I'll say yeah. that much. Yeah. They're fun. Mariners and Guardians yeah. are fun. Yeah, a bit of a mix for me. You want to see as long as there's a there's a fun story, then I don't really care which team it is. But yeah, I'd like to see a little bit of a mix in there, and it's going to be interesting to pan out. Um, we've got a couple of important questions to answer before we uh, get into the bones of this, Dylan. How do you feel about the groundswell of public support uh, for Malcolm the dog? <laughs> um, That's hilarious. Uh... <laughs> It's it's in it's the okay top. To say no, Dylan. Yeah, no. I, I, I honestly, I, I got it. Everyone in SGPN blew my timeline and mentions up saying Malcolm, Malcolm, Malcolm. So you know what? Malcolm is in the top five for everyone out there. Top five. But I don't know if it's gonna make the final cut. I'm sorry. Uh, okay, no problem. <laughs> and uh, Noah, we are doing a draft tonight, then. We are. And we're going to draft the 12 teams that are here. Um, and like I say, it's a fun way of then breaking down the 12 teams and the playoff chances. So you just want to uh, run over the the qualification process uh, for establishing draft order for this fiasco. Yeah, so you guys can draft whatever team you would like. Um, there's some strategy that I guess we implemented because if we're just drafting for a world, like which team will win the World Series, like – Really, it's the first four teams, and if you're picking fourth, you have like kind of the runt of the litter. So we did it one point for each win the team gets in the postseason. So that makes it spicy for the teams that are playing in the wild card games. You know, you have an advantage. You get two to three game head start uh, and max of two wins of a head start uh, over the teams that have a bye, which are likely like probably the first teams I think most of us would pick. And then you get two points if your team wins the AL or NL pennant. This makes it also kind of strategic if you want to pick a team from the AL, which seems to be a little bit weaker in like World Series competitors, but you really only have the Astros and Yankees to get over that hump into the World Series. Or um, with three points for picking the World Series winner. So the team that takes home the Commissioner's Trophy, that's a big advantage for you and your team at the end of the day. Um, I, I think I went with like a different way of handicapping it. I think this year, most, most times I'm like trying to pick with uh, traditional handicapping strategies of postseason baseball, keeping the ball uh, in play, um, manufacturing runs. But, you know, that 2021 Braves World Series team kind of changed the way that I view postseason baseball. Uh, even though it's not my brand favorite brand of baseball, they were winning games with great bullpen and hitting bombs. And the World Series, Dylan Lee started game four after Charlie Morton suffered a broken foot in game one. Lee had only pitched two career innings prior to that start, and then he was relieved by Kyle Wright. And Kyle Wright in 2021 had only thrown six innings in his career. Then in Game 5, Brian Snitker started Tucker Davidson, a rookie who'd only made five career MLB starts. Uh, 
That said, the amazing bullpen and bombs led the Braves to the Commissioner's Trophy. That's kind of the way I'm attacking my postseason hand- handicapping this year. How, how about you guys? Um, just handicapped it. I've looked at it and I've I've looked at the I've crunched the numbers, um, and I'm absolutely uh, confident with my picks here. Um, just before we get going, then Noah, can you tell us how we got the uh, the pick order? Yeah, so the pick order was determined by our MLB preseason futures. Malcolm is so totals. dirty. Win totals were Muna, for, for, on behalf of the listeners. They need to know how we established the order. Win totals were one more. point because most of them are coin flips, and then division winners of minus one fifty or uh, greater, so like minus two thirty and whatnot. That was worth a point, and if you had a minus one forty nine or less division winner, which was considered not to be very chalk, you got two points. So. When all of the points were tallied up, Malcolm was the winner by exactly one point over Munaf and I, and Dylan had one point less than Munaf and I coming in fourth. Unfortunately for Dylan, the tiebreaker was the Padres' win total. He had the under 89.5. They were technically favored in game 162, where we're currently recording this game during that last Padres game. So that's how he comes in fourth. So a shorter way of saying that would be that I was the best, so I get to go first. Is that? Don't be, they still that be... have eighty nine wins though? They have eighty nine, but they're favored to win game one. Oh my god! <laughs> That's so crazy. Come down to uh, what, what about our what about our player props that we had season long? We're gonna cover the... those. I, we're gonna cover those. I, I'm upset that we didn't count those because I think I yeah, did pretty well. I, I felt like I could have got the first place then. I well, should have been first. Yours on the on the master sheet, so we couldn't really yeah. tally them up no, correctly. Right. So. so, are we going to do this in the traditional style? Because like, I know when the commissioner comes out, you all have to like boo him and call him a wanker, and that that's normally what happens. <laughs> so you're the commissioner, and we're just going to boo you whenever. Yeah, that's happens. what I mean. Yeah, so I'd like to when I start my initial thing, I would like you all to boo me and call me a wanker, and I'll feel fine. Um, so we'll get to that. We'll get to the. We'll be on the clock uh, once I have told you uh, where we're dragging all of our lines up from. Uh, The usual spot, headline sponsor, uh, WinBet, the perfect time to join us right now. If you bet $100, you'll get a $100 free bet. Uh, The WinBet Casino, open 24 hours, you'll get a 100% deposit bonus up to $1,000. And if you're looking to join the WinBet Biggest Winners Club, whether it's the biggest parley on WinBet odds-wise, gets a $1,000 free bet. Last week, someone turned $6 into 4,000 books. Plus, they got a free $1,000 bet. WinBet is truly DGEN's only uh, sportsgamblingpodcast.winbet. So they know that we sent you that sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet. Offer subject to change. T's and C's at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in the state where play through WinBet is available. If you're somebody who has a gambling problem, call one 800 Four seven double zero, uh, Fubo TV. Uh, if you watch football, you need a little bit of Fubo TV in your life. Uh, complete coverage of college and pro football with NFL Red Zone plus games in 4K at no extra charge. Hundreds of channels of live sports and entertainment for a fraction of the price. Um, no contract, no commitment. Cancel at any time. Try Fubo TV free for seven days and get fifteen percent off your first month. Go to FuboTV.com/sgp. F-U-B-O-T-V dot com slash S-G-P. 
Okay. Uh, Malcolm Bamford is on the clock uh, by virtue, as we've just said, being the best uh, handicapper through the regular season. So, with the first pick of the MLB Gambling Podcast, postseason playoff presenter, Sharabag Jamboree, uh, Malcolm Bamford selects the Los Angeles Dodgers. Uh, World Series price three to one, National League price at plus one fifty. Um, and it's a pretty watertight case here, boys, for the first pick. Um, I mean, this is the LA Dodgers, by the way, and they've just had a franchise record season. Um, they've been a good team for as long as I can remember. Um, but yeah, 110 wins is a is a franchise record. Um, if we look on either side of the ball, the the bats have just been absolutely stellar. The WRC plus of oh man, you could list them till they come out your ears. Freddie Freeman, uh, one fifty five. Uh, Mookie Betts, one forty five. Justin Turner, one two seven. Will Smith, one two nine. Um, Trey Turner, one two five. So all up and down that lineup. I mean, it's only really Cody Bellinger. I would call maybe the weak link. And in the playoffs last year, he absolutely crushed it. So. Um, he might just spring to life as well. Starting pitching, and the ERAs for these boys, this is incredible. Tony Gonsolin, 214. Uh, Urias is 216. Tyler Anderson, 257. Clayton Kershaw, 230. Andrew Heaney's the biggest of the lot at 310. Um, so any three of them you'd absolutely trust. Uh, the bullpen is the best in MLB um, in terms of war. They've got an 8.5 war. And a combined 289 ERA. Uh, Craig Kimbrell, ever so slightly vulnerable, I would have said. Um, Evan Phillips has pitched 63 innings out the pen for the Dodgers with a 1.14 ERA. You've got Dustin May available in there as well if he gets back fit. In terms of the route through, um, should they play the Padres? Depends how broken the Mets are, really. The Dodgers own the Padres this season. 14 and 5 against the Padres on the year. Um, how many of those, I'm going to ask Munaf here, how many of those 14 wins um, did they cover the run line, Munaf? Talking about Dodgers or the Padres? Yeah. Of the 14, um, 13. It's the correct answer, Munaf. That is why you're the second best handicapper on the show. Stuff like that. So... Um, if the if it's if it's the Mets, the Mets actually had a better record over them. It's slightly shorter format. The um, the Mets beat the Dodgers four to three this season. Although the Padres had a better record over the Mets, so um, the defense is only ranked twenty two for the Dodgers. So that's a little drawback there. But the the big issue for the Dodgers for me is going to be Atlanta in the NLCS. Uh, that's going to be the big series. But we can't do any more than get the Dodgers there. And it's just up and down, whichever way you dress it up. You I don't you can't pick a hole in them. Um I mean we'll go around the room here, but I if if you if you do pick a hole, I mean it's a you're absolutely nitpicking. So uh, Moon off, what do you think? Yeah, we talked about the Dodgers at the beginning of the season, and I think number one, I was in love with their uh their lineup, their their batting lineup. And that's why I made one of the biggest bets on their uh, Dodgers win total to go over that 96 and a half, 97 and a half, wherever you found that number, right? When, and when you talk about having three guys at the top of your lineup by the names of Mookie Betts, Freddie Freeman, and Trey Turner, those guys are all MVP caliber players. If not, they have won MVPs, right? And you go further down the list, Justin Turner, um, Trace Thompson, I think was the one guy that really stuck out to me in this lineup, which I think going forward, is probably going to be an everyday outfielder next season. But 
Um, for me, yeah, I mean, you're not going to get a much of an argument for me for you picking the Dodgers number one overall. I think the one part that does concern me just slightly may be the starting pitching. Um, I think that, you know, Tyler Anderson had a great regular season, but when you get to the postseason, it, it the the word i guess it's i guess we can throw the regular season stats out the windows because it's it's a more of a high leverage situation where where the uh the pot i guess is it's it's a lot more at stake right so i mean look you have Kershaw, you have Julio Urias i think they would have loved to have Walker Bueller as well but he's gone for the year um until further notice but yeah, I mean, look, the, the the Dodgers won 110 games for a reason. They've been in the playoffs. They've won a title. They have that experience. So, yeah, you're not going to get any argument from me for taking them a number one overall. Uh, Noah, Dodgers, brief thought? Yeah, uh, Munaf touched on it a little bit. I imagine their postseason rotation is going to be Julio Urias, Tony Gonsolin, Clayton Kershaw, one, two, three, and that's going to be suffice. Uh, I think the Los Angeles Dodgers are honestly, like, ridiculous. They're, I think they might honestly be – the least respected 110 win team in MLB history. All the spotlight in September was on these home run chases instead of the Dodgers doing this without Walker Bueller and Dustin Pay and without a cemented closer and Craig Kimbrell that's locked down. Uh, since the trade deadline, the Dodgers had the third best team OPS at 766 and the number one bullpen in the MLB with a 220 ERA. Um, Dylan, thoughts? Uh, thoughts just echoing everything. I, I do worry about the starting pitching a little bit. Moonoff touched on, but their lineup is probably one of the best, if not the best. So, yeah, no complaints taking them one. I would have taken them one as well. Okay, Moonoff Manji is on the clock. All right, with the second pick, I, I have to go. I got to like? go with the hometown team. I got to go with the Houston Astros. And I think we can say that they obviously were the best team in the American League by far, right? I mean, we, we, we talk about maybe the upper echelon of that American League. It was Astros, and I think it's a, there's a significant fall-off, and then it is the New York Yankees. But for this Astros team, it, it, you take a look at their season. Well, let me go back to the 2017 season when they won the World Series, right? And if you kind of just take a look at the names that they lost uh, since that um, – title run and when they won the championship they lost garrett cole they lost george springer last season they lost carlos correa and this team just hasn't missed a beat ever since they lost those three guys and go back to last season when they did make the world series against the atlanta braves and lost they didn't have their ace pitcher and probably the cy young award winner this season and justin verlander right and so for them to this season come out and do what they did by winning 105 games running away with the AL West. Uh, they are going to have home field advantage through the NLCS. Um, this team, both hitting-wise, when you talk about Jordan Alvarez, Jose Altuve, uh, Kyle Tucker, Alex Bregman, um, it, even Jeremy Pena, who took over for uh, Carlos Correa when he left for the Minnesota Twins, this team left uh, was right up there with the Los Angeles Dodgers, not only in hitting categories, but also in the bullpen as well and the pitching staff, right? Talk about Justin Verland, who had a great season. Framber Valdez, uh, absolutely incredible season. Luis Garcia, they got Lance McCullers back, which I think is going to be huge for them in the playoffs. He missed a good portion of the season, but he got a good amount of starts under his belt to make this postseason run for this team. And we talk about playoff experience with this Houston Astros team. They're right there, right? Every single year, I think over the past five or six seasons, 
they've made at least an ALCS uh, in the American League. Last season, they fell short in the World Series. They lost against the Washington Nationals in the World Series as well. And then they won in 2017. So they have that postseason experience in keeping this roster intact. And I'm not going to go through all the numbers. We know what the Astros are. They're right up there with the Los Angeles Dodgers, if not better than them, or right at number two, right below them. In a lot of the categories that you did mention, Malcolm, um, about this Houston Astros team. So I think their bullpen is great. Their starting pitching is great. And that one through six, one, you can even go one through seven. <coughs> in this batting order that this team is ready to make another run to the world series. So I think that they are the second favorite, uh, second favorites to win the world series title right beyond that Los Angeles Dodgers. So I'm going with the Houston Astros. That's my first team with a second overall pick. Yeah. Houston Astros. Did you give the lines out moon off there? Plus, uh, I think I saw plus 340 on win. Sorry. Yeah, you're right. Plus three, three seventy five for the world series. And they're, uh, they're the favorite to come out of the American league to win the pennant at plus one forty. Yeah, I mean, they've done absolutely nothing wrong. The 105-win season, I think that division's not terrible either. You know, they've made it look a lot easier than it could have been. Oh, the, Angel- yeah. the Angels was a bit sporadic in Texas. In, but Seattle are a decent side. And, and Houston turned that into a procession really early on. It was, it was pretty much non-competitive from, from round about the middle of May. Um, I worry slightly about Alvarez. He's a big piece of... It's just this hand injury is a really weird one because he can't seem to get any momentum going. He tends to need the odd day off here and there. So um, that might fit in with a, with playoff baseball or maybe you'll be able to power through um, if the stakes get really high. So, yeah, it was, it was the obvious pick, Moonaf, and it was a hometown pick. Um, but, uh, yeah, as Captain Insano points out, I think it was the correct pick as well. Uh, Noah? Uh, for me, the impact that Michael Brantley makes on the Houston Astros hasn't been talked about enough. Brantley has ended up on a 60-day IL, and he's out for the season due to so- shoulder discomfort. He was a consistent bat in the lineup for the Astros, and since his disappearance, the Houston offense has been its weakness, actually. The Strohs are in need of offensive production from the outfield. Other than Kyle Tucker, you have Trey Mancini, who they acquired in the trade deadline, Chaz McCormick, Mauricio Deban. Uh, Alenmus Diaz, one of those guys needs to step up and replace Brantley's production in the postseason. The Astros are in prime position to emerge from the American League due to their pitching staff at that, if that happens. I assume the playoff rotation will be Verlander, Valdez, Lance McCullers Jr. with Christian Javier and Jose Urquidy and Luis Garcia ready to step up and start a game if need be or go in long relief. Not to mention in the arm barn, you have Ryan Presley and Rafael Montero and a save share with Will Smith as a leverage lefty who had an amazing postseason in 2021 with the world champion Braves. Add in the amount of playoff experience that this team has, five straight ALCS appearances, and Moonoff, you're a WRC Plus guy. Jose Altuve has a 162 WRC Plus, and courtesy of Foolish Baseball on Twitter, that is a higher WRC Plus than in his 2017 MVP season, which he had 160. I think Houston's a great pick. Uh, Dylan, anything to add to that? Yeah, quick question. I want to know if you guys think that the teams in the wild card have an advantage as opposed to the teams like the Astros, the Yankees, Braves, all the one Dodgers who have kind of like um, kind of like five, six days breaks because I, th- I think they I think the teams with the break have the advantage. But no, what do, what do you think real quick? Uh, for me, I think the teams that have the break have a little bit of a disadvantage. I think really the postseason all about building momentum, and we saw it last year from the Braves. They were an 88-win team in the playoffs, 
three seed. They barely won their division. They just get hot. They hit a couple of timely hits. Most of them were bombs, and their bullpen was great. And that was not a bullpen that was great during the regular season. They just had some mm-hmm. really hot arms during that time. Uh, for me, when you look at it, I think a team that could come through their path to the World Series is Toronto. They play in that wild card game, and that offense looks really hot right now. Yeah. Yeah, I would, I would agree. I think the offense of the Blue Jays is probably maybe top five, maybe top two in the league, especially in the AL. But, no, I agree with the Astros pick. They're the best team all throughout the year in the AL. Uh, they have the best bullpen in the league. Lineup uh, starting rotation is phenomenal. So, yeah, I, I love the pick. Yeah. Okay. Noah Benick is on the clock. All right. Well, with the third overall pick in the MLB Gambling Podcast, MLB Postseason, team's draft i am selecting actually the team that was number one on my big board uh if i had the first or second pick i would have probably uh like surrendered to peer pressure and taken either the dodgers or the astros but i'm happy with the atlanta braves third overall they're plus 230 to win the nl which is the second highest and to win the world series they're plus 500 which is the third best favorite in 2021 the atlanta braves went 37 and 19 in the final two months of the season in 2022. The Atlanta Braves are 38-19 in their final two months of this season. This team is on the same pace entering the postseason this year as they were last year. Their bullpen is amazing. It's the second-best unit in all of baseball since the trade deadline with a 250 ERA. But since the beginning of September, they lead the bigs with an outstanding 150 ERA. The Braves have so many back-end weapons. A.J. Minter, he has 15 holds, 243 ERA, and 29.2 innings pitched since the All-Star break. Colin McHugh, 195 ERA, and 27.2 innings pitched. Kenley Jansen, he's he was great shutting the door on the Mets multiple times over the weekend. And he has 18 saves since the All-Star break. Dylan Lee, uh, 273 ERA and 26.1 innings of relief. Tyler Matzik, 327 ERA, 22 innings. And Jesse Chavez, he's even pitched well with a 159 ERA and 17 innings since the All-Star break. I saved the best for last two. Alex Anthopoulos, big trade deadline acquisition this year was Rizal Iglesias. He acquired both the World Series MVP and the NLCS MVP last year at the trade deadline. This year, could it be Rizal Iglesias? Since becoming a Brave, Iglesias has pitched 25.1 innings. He has 14 holds, and he's only surrendered one total run. With a lineup bolstered by Dansby Swanson, Austin Riley, Travis Darneau, Matt Olson, Michael Harris II, and a healthy and hungry Ronald Acuna Jr., who couldn't participate in last year's World Series run with the Atlanta Braves, they are poised for another run at the Commissioner's Trophy. And honestly, guys, can we talk about this too? I think it's kind of ironic and very cool that Acuna caught the final out to clinch the NL East just five feet in front of the Lone Depot Park and right field warning track where he tore his ACL in 2021. I think that's just super natural. You're not going to get much from that on me, Noah. Dylan... Uh, Dylan, I know you're a big fan of the Atlanta Braves. What do you think of this pick? Uh, no, <laughs> no comment on the pick. Uh, they were last on my board. Um, <laughs> yeah, they're good. Uh, hate to mention it. They they are really good. Kelly Jansen, I think uh, Noah mentioned it. He just shut the Mets out. No matter how many times we got players on base, he just shut the door on us. Uh, and their lineup, I don't think they have a flaw. One through seven, one through six is phenomenal. They're deep. They have great pitching, and 
and it's going to help getting home field. And I think every, they're going to get everyone's best shot just because they are the defending champs. But I, I think they have a shot. I like the pick. Guys, Game 7 and the NLCS, who are you taking? Kenley Jansen on the mound or Freddie Freeman at the plate? Freddie Freeman. Freddie. I think Freddie. I go Freddie, too. But, I mean, that's such an interesting matchup. I can't wait to see it. I really want to. Unless the Mets. Uh, oh, how, how, how close would the Braves, uh, would, did they come to usurp in your hometown Astros pick? Yeah, if I had the third overall pick and if the one and two was consensus, uh, Dodgers and Astros, I would have ended up taking the Braves there. And, um, I mean, look, they're playing great baseball at the right time, right? They came back. And it's not, I, I think the argument, as much as we, you know, give Dylan shit about it, 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 I think that the Braves, they just played great baseball. They just went out and won games, right? And, and, and things like this happen in all across all sports where a team just gets hot and they're able to climb the leaderboard and, or sorry, in the, in the division and just play good baseball. And that's things that's where the Braves are right now. Right. They won the division. Um, they, they, they looked like, you know, the team that won the world series last year. And I think they're, this team might be even better than the team that won last year, because last year they didn't have Ronald Acuna jr. In this lineup and they still went out and won it. So um, for me, yeah, I think consensus for me would have been, if, if I had the third pick, I would go with Atlanta. Um, yeah, I think the Braves for me were almost like a 1B uh, behind the Dodgers. I would have put them ahead of the Astros. Um, just the almost the identical nature of what they've done this season in comparison to what they did last season. Uh, Noah's commented on the similarity of the records and, and that experience from last year is going to hold them in great stead as well. So, yeah, I would have that has my second pick. Uh, but Dylan Rockford, uh, you were on the clock with pick number four. Yeah, so for my first pick, but fourth overall, I'm going to go with the Cleveland Guardians here. Um, Whoa. Yeah. What? I wasn't going to take the you Yankees. You just mentioned about what? the Mets getting the NLCS literally like but, two minutes ago. But I'm also a little, little realistic. It's strategy. Yeah. yeah, it's reverse psychology. So. <laughs> Um, wild card I, I, games, I guess. Yeah, for wild card game, I, I think they match up pretty well with the Rays. I, I don't see the series betting. Let me tell you the odds, though, for the Guardians. Uh, for the World Series, they're plus 3,000. And then for the AL pennant, they're uh, plus 1,200. But I think they match up pretty well. I would be surprised if the Guardians aren't favored over the Rays in this series. Uh, I I don't know about the they odds. Are. If you, They're slight they are, favorites. They're slight favorites. Okay, I think they should be. I think they get, the Guardians match up really well. I I don't know. I, I just don't like the recent form of the Rays. I think you said it. It's all about how you're playing, getting right at the hot time, and we see it every year. We saw it with the Braves last year, and the Guardians are just playing much better baseball than the Rays right now. Their pitching has been fantastic. Last 15 days, they have the third best ERA as a unit, 245 ERA. Batters are only hitting 207 off of them. And as for their lineup, I think you go down the thing. Jose Ramirez, Stephen Kwan, Andres Jimenez, uh, Ahmed Rosario, X-Met. They're, they're all hitting really good and matching up against a team like the Rays who don't really have anyone that scares me. Besides Yandy Diaz and Arosa Reina, I, I think they have the advantage on, on the bats as well. So... I think they could come out of this wild card game and especially and then I think they match up pretty well with the Yankees as well because I think they have the pitching to go toe to toe with the Yankees. Shane Bieber, my boy Cal Quantra, they just never lose with him anymore. And then Tristan McKenzie's a great two. I, I think that's a nice solid three right there. I honestly believe those three guys are better than 
than all than the all, every Yankee pitcher, especially Garrett Cole. All three of them have better ERAs. Uh, Bieber and McKenzie both have a better whip, and, and Cal Quantra is not too far off from him either. I think that all three pitchers have better command. They don't walk batters. I just I just like the road for the Guardians. So I, I feel like the road to the ALCS might not be the hardest for them. I think they have the pitching to go up against anyone. I think they have the lineup to score runs. So that that's probably my favorite play. I'd probably take them to win the AL pennant at plus 1,200. Okay, there you go. Dylan with the fancy price winners. Moonaf's eyebrows nearly shot off his head when he said that. Uh, Moonaf, what's up with the Guardians? Yeah, I mean, I'll be the first to admit that I was completely wrong about this Cleveland Guardians team when we did the season uh, previews uh, before this season, right? I just wasn't a believer in their pitching, but they, they completely, you know, proved me wrong, right? Shane Bieber, quietly this season, 200 innings pitch, only ERA of 2.88. Tristan McKenzie, sub-3 uh, ERA. Cal Quantrill, who's been absolutely phenomenal for them at home uh, for the Cleveland Guardians. And, you know, Dylan mentioned there that they don't have the big, sexy names in this batting lineup except for Jose Ramirez, right? But they have guys that, that hit for average, that can get on base, and also guys that can hit for power as well. And, you know, we talk about teams that kind of have that it factor and they kind of have that edge to them. I think Cleveland Guardians are one of those teams. I'm not sure if I would have taken them this side, but I understand the pick where Dylan made it as far as from a strategic standpoint. But, yeah, I, I was completely wrong about this Guardians team. So, uh, yeah, we'll see what happens with them. Uh, Noah? Yeah, I mean, I'm honestly a big fan of this Cleveland Guardians team, I guess, as well, coming into the postseason. I just think they're very different from – the vanilla uh, home runs uh, hitting teams in the postseason this year. Uh, I am also thinking about sprinkling on that AL price at plus twelve hundred. Uh, the Cleveland Guardians. One thing they are they are fully healthy, and they they just need to find a power source in October. This team is the most fundamentally sound baseball team of the twelve playoff teams. Yeah. They play great defense. They are maniacs on the base paths. They're disciplined at the plate, and their bullpen is nails. But in this day and age, you need to. You, you, I think you need a tank to win a yeah. playoff game. I'm looking at Jose Ramirez, who had a cold September. Andres and Jimenez, who had one of the most improved baseball players this season. Josh Naylor, who is a human energizer bunny when he's doing good things at the plate. Or lastly, can we get a bomb or two in a series from Oscar Gonzalez, who's been a nice surprise in the second half? Surprisingly enough, even with great team or even without great team slugging numbers, they roster Stephen Kwan, Miles Straw, and Ahmed Rosario, just to name a few contact speed guys. The Guardians have the 12th best OPS since September 1st with a 710 to go along with the third best bullpen in the MLB with a 251 ERA, which ranks first or which ranks third since the trade deadline. Emmanuel Clase is tied for the league lead in saves with 42 with Kenley Jansen, and the Guardians' playoff rotation goes. Shane Bieber, Tristan McKenzie, and Cal Quantrill, in my opinion. And Cal Quantrill is 14-0 and with a 288 ERA and 34 starts in his career at com- Progressive Field. This great run by Cleveland was guided by weak competition in AL Central because the AL East opponents, you know, they're a little bit better than that division. The Guardians are 15-17 and this season against AL East. So they will need they, – they play the Rays, and if they win that – they play the Yankees. That's just something to think about. Counteractive. Um, I know you said earlier on that I wanted to take the Guardians, and I did, but I was going to take them um, with pick number nine because I thought they would still be there. Um, so I, I, have, I like the Guardians. Um, I've followed them 
and bet them quite regularly over the last five or six weeks and they've been profitable for me. But um, I'm just not buying into to this narrative that they're good enough really to compete in this playoff series. I do like them uh, to um, to take down Tampa um, in the wild card round. But after that, I think it just gets a little bit tricky. Um, Dylan said they, they can score runs. I don't think they can. They, they've scored <laughs> they've scored 689. Every single team in the NL West has scored more runs than Cleveland. That includes the Rockies and the Diamondbacks and the Giants. I mean, even they've all scored more. Um, the Phillies, who finished third uh, in the NL East, have scored 745 runs. Uh, compared to Cleveland's, what is it, 689? They've scored 50 more runs than Cleveland in there. Um, Cleveland got a WRC plus of 98. I mean, the, the below average, they've got the 18. That's 18th uh, in MLB. So as much as they've done really well and they have had some some guys who've stepped up, that they needed to. You mentioned the name Stephen Kwan, Andres Jimenez, um, Oscar Gonzalez. It's been good. Uh, Jose Ramirez has been brilliant. I like the three lads who are going to spearhead the pitching, but I don't think it's sustainable. And I think when push comes to shove here, I do think they're going to struggle. And the teams who are going to bat against who can catch up quick, the Guardians need to manufacture all of these runs where a Malcolm, team like the Yankees can catch up quick by just hitting them out. What are you saying, Noah? Malcolm, I'll take your run scored stat and I'll raise you with run differential. They're plus 57. That's better than the Tampa Bay Rays. That's better than the whole NL West other than the Dodgers that you just mentioned. That's better than the Phillies. Uh, this is a team that doesn't score mon- many runs, but they don't give up many either. I think this is the closest you can get to finding a lock in the wild card round. I, I think they will win in the wild card round, but yeah, after Thank that... Thank you, Noah. Um, I would have too... I'm- that was a bold pick going with, you, with the Guardians over your No, mind. you're, you're trying that. to root for my d- d- uh, downfall, Malcolm. <laughs> uh, shut up. Go get Malcolm <laughs> the dog a bowl of water, will you? I'll do these adries. Um The Elias Game Plan app, oh, a relatively new sponsor of ours. Uh, you will know them. They are the official statisticians of US Pro Sports Leagues. And the Elias Game Plan app um, will give you all the information that you need uh, to be a better sports better. Um, a better fantasy player and better just all around it knowing your sports inside and out. Uh, there's a weekly survivor pool analysis on there as well. Um, all sorts of things on this app. It's a, put together by um, a fun team. We'll give you all these bespoke stats. Um, it's not just runoff algorithms, etc. Uh, so you can take your NFL season to the next level by downloading the Elias Game Plan app. Um there is three game plans when you subscribe, weekly, monthly, or annual. You can get 25% off your first month when you choose the monthly subscription by using our promo code SGPN25. Find the Elias Game Plan Sports Betting in the App Store, please. So use the promo code SGPN25. Promoguide.us is your best bet for plus EV betting strategies. Uh, the VIP Discord group um, that gives you deep dives into those plus EV analytics right at your fingertips. A small team of passionate sports fans run promoguide.us and you can check out their 100% track, transparent and proven method for betting smarter. Uh, all the promos and bonuses and stuff that you'll need over there. Go to promoguide.us and um, a name changing the game, offering the most dynamic fantasy 
sports platform out there is No House Advantage. Uh, with No House Advantage, you can play in pick'em contests against other people for a shot at winning quarter of a million in cash. Uh, you can download the app to use a contest, select your player props, earn points and win the big money. NFL, NBA, MLB, everything you need is on there. Uh, if you sign up with our promo code SGPN at nohouseadvantage.com, download the app to get a first deposit match up to $25. Okay, next up is... I am on the clock, pick number five. And with pick number five, Dylan has left me no choice but to select the New York Yankees. Um... <laughs> What was who's laughing? Noah's laughing. Awful, Noah's I thought you were going pick. Mets. I thought awful you were going pick. Mets with that lead. <laughs> awful yeah. pick. Honestly, there's something wrong with you three. You're all cretins. You cretins. Yeah. What is that? What a cretin? Google yeah. it. While I'm outlining my Google case, it. you can come back to me with your thoughts on what a cretin is. Um, so, A. I um, put the Yankees up at the start of the season. So I've got to back my judgment. I've come this far. I can't jump ship now. Do you know what I mean? I've got to back them up, so I'm going to back them up. Um, I was an excellent judge back then. I'm a, still an excellent judge now, so um, I'm, going to, I'm going to stick with my team. Um, they are plus 450 for World Series glory. They are plus 200 to win the American League. Um, home advantage, you're going to get all the way through. The home record's been absolutely great, 57-24. and 24. Um, so there's a little a little point there. The on the side of the bats, uh, second only to the LA Dodgers in terms of war. Uh, the season wins above replacement, and third in Moonaf's favourite, uh, or sorry, tied third. Uh, WRC plus they've hit the most home runs this season. Um, as I just mentioned, talking about Cleveland, which means they can catch up quick. Uh, Noah's already talked about how. Uh, playoff baseball changed a little bit with how the Braves did things last year for them. Uh, they've got the best walk rate. They are not relying on Babib at all. Uh, there's a lot of them. Um, there's a lot of teams. Cleveland actually are one uh, that seem to be quite reliant on their Babib. Um, but New York can just hit straight through that. Uh, the pitchers. This is where. I mean, I don't mind the, the game. Sixth in WAR, uh, third in ERA on the season. Um, the bullpen's absolutely fine as well. Fifth best bullpen. The top three of, in any order, I mean, I've got them down as Cole, Herman and Cortez. You could easily make a, make a case for Nesta Cortez being the number one in there. Um, and on the defensive side as well, they've got the second best D in baseball. So lots of ticks in lots of boxes. I think it talks about, Noah talks about the Dodgers being disrespected. Um, and I think the Yankees have as well because they did have a little wobble. Uh, post All-Star break. Um, but yeah, they've come back really strong and any team going into Yankee Stadium, I think is going uh, to have a torrid time really. Uh, with a, it's, it's noisy, it's a bit of a unique environment and teams are going to have to go in there and turn over the New York Yankees and I think that's a tricky thing. And with a fifth pick, uh, fifth off the board, this was a no-brainer, Munaf. Yeah, that's great. Great pick there. I thought I actually Jeff thought Moodaf. I, I thought Moodaf screened and frozen because like he looked. He's saying he looked don't so, argue with the number one handicapper. I'll, I'll say this about the Yankees, right? I, I think there's two areas that do concern me. Is that number one? It is actually the batting lineup that does concern me because you're going to need somebody else outside of Judge to step up. And when we talk about getting into the playoffs, it turns sometimes turns into small ball, right? Meaning that you have to get on base, you have to steal bases, you have to put down sack. You know, uh, sacrifice bunts and, and steals, and you have to and and 
you know, sacrifice flies. You have to manufacture runs. I do understand that they play in uh, in Yankee Stadium where it's easier to hit home runs and things like that. But I think outside of Aaron Judge and possibly I thought Anthony Rizzo and DJ LeMahieu in there, somebody else has to step up for this batting rotation. Um, and I, I think the starting lineup, or sorry, the uh, pitching rotation is going to be good with Cortez, uh, Severino, and uh, Garrett Cole. The biggest concern I have is the back end of the bullpen is who's going to come in and close out games because we've seen over the past several postseasons that Chapman has been the one to kind of blow it up for them in crucial moments and, and lost playoff series because of that. So I don't know. I'm not going to – I don't think that this team is good enough to beat the Astros, and I'm not saying that because I picked the Astros, but I just don't think that I, – I think that if they don't get to the World Series, it's going to be the last season you see Aaron Boone as the manager of this team. Yep. Do you know what you sound like there, Moonaf? You sound like the, those old fuckers on Moneyball who were trying to talk Billy Bean around <laughs> and stuff. You need to manufacture runs. You need to be able to hit it. And you need to go and call into a radio station. Absolute rubbish. Um, baseball was played. <laughs> it was. It's the correct... Yeah, you, you the key word there, Noah, is was. Um, is. Uh, yes, okay. Uh, <laughs> right, we're going to move on quickly because this. otherwise we're going to be... Uh, the. Playoffs will have finished by the time we get this ball finished. <laughs> uh, so I'm going to crack on to pick number six. Uh, Mr. Mugunaf Maji is on the clock. Oh, pick number six. You guys left me no choice but to probably take the best one-two tandem in the Let's pitching rotation. Go. I'm going to take the New York Mets here at number six. <laughs> I just think that this um, there's too much value for me not to take them at number six, right? <laughs> I think we talked about this at the beginning of the season is that when we got to the postseason – and we looked at all the teams that had top-tier pitchers. I think we all kind of agree that if you had Jacob deGrom healthy and Max Scherzer healthy as your number one and number two guys, it's going to be very difficult to beat this team. Now, we you know we talked a lot about how they you know, lost the division lead and things like that, but the Mets still won 100 games during the regular season, right? And their, their owner at the beginning of the year went all in. He brought in Max Scherzer. He brought in bats. Um, uh, in their in their batting lineup, and I think this still, this team is still prime. When you have Jacob Degrom, you have Max Scherzer, uh, the bullpen with Edwin Diaz at the back end. You you have pitching depth on this team. The concern does get to when you talk about the the batting order for this team, but I still think there's more than enough capable guys. That number one guys that can hit for average, guys that can hit for power, and you have speed on the bases for this New York Mets team, and I'm sure. Dylan can expand on this, but I, I think when you're giving me Scherzer, DeGrom, and then you still have, you know, Cookie Carrasco, you still have Taiwan Walker and Chris Bassett, where they can use them as a number three or possibly four starter and even throw them into the bullpen. I think there's a great possibility that the Mets are going to be in that NLCS championship. They do have to go through the Dodgers, but I think they're more than capable of, of, beat, of beating the Dodgers in that NLCS if they do get there. Yeah, so the Mets at plus 750. We'll let Dylan have a couple of words on this New York Mets. And if you can try and keep this uh, less emotional and more cold, yeah. hard stats, Dylan, how do you how do you think that they can, uh, they can regain their momentum? I hope so. Uh, people are saying here in New York, oh, we're getting our mojo back. We're playing the Washington Nationals. Let's, let's relax. We're, we scored eight <laughs> runs and everyone thinks we got our bats back. But I, I think, honestly, he... I, um, I think Buck changed this whole system around. Bringing a guy like him in, he really changed the dynamic and just the culture around New York. I do worry about our lineup, though. I worry about Starling Marte being out really hurts us. 
And a guy I really worry about who went hitless, I think, during the Brave season, Francisco Lindor. I think he's the biggest question mark I have. And uh, I think one of you guys said it earlier. It's about power in your lineup. And no one really on the Mets can give you power besides Pete Alonso. So if they hold Pete Alonso in check, what are we going to do? Even if Jacob DeGrom and uh, Max Scherzer goes out and only surrenders two, three runs, we're not going to win the game. Because we can't manifest the runs. And I think the trade deadline, we did absolutely shit. Oh, we have a big talk owner who wants to go out and spend all these billions of dollars, but he didn't get anyone. So uh, we might lose Jacob DeGrom in the offseason. So it, I, I, don't, I, I think we get out of the wild card. I just, I, I don't know. We do have a good record against, and, and we usually play up to competition this year. The Mets usually play well against teams that are above 500. We beat the, we beat the uh, Dodgers in the series, but I don't know. It, it doesn't look good. Scherzer doesn't look good. Um, DeGrom, his last three start, four starts, giving up three-plus runs. So I don't know. I, I just don't know with the Mets. They're very inconsistent for me to back. That's, a, well, that's why I didn't take them, to be honest. Okay, we move on with the seventh pick of the draft is Mr. Noah Benick. In the spirit of Johnny Junta himself with the seventh overall pick in the MLB Gambling Podcast, MLB postseason teams draft, we're going with the Toronto Blue Jays of the American League. I kind of hinted at it earlier. Uh, their odds to win the AL are plus 700, which is the third best. And the odds to win the World Series is plus 2,000 on win bet, which is tied for sixth. The Toronto Blue Jays, they're just such an interesting team to me. At the beginning of the season, I was so out on them. I thought they were a huge public play to win the division with all the baby boppers and the famous last names. Well, Aaron Judge and the Yankees happened. But this bullpen has been much improved lately, courtesy of Jordan Romano, Adam Simber, and Wayne State alumni Anthony Bass. Toronto has the 10th best bullpen ERA at 3.55 since the trade deadline, a little bit better than their season long of 3.77. And the Blue Jays, they have a few interesting cogs, or a few interesting cogs that stir their drink. Jose Barrios needs to be one. He's been so disappointing this season, but if he can solidify a Toronto postseason rotation of Alec Manoa, Kevin Gosman, uh, that would be great for these Blue Jays. Another key piece is Bo Bichette. He's been on an absolute tear since the beginning of September with a 403 batting average and an OPS over 1,000 at 1134. He needs to keep it up and lead the offense. Lastly, my guy, two-hit wit Merrifield, needs to continue to be an offensive presence with his September slash line of 306, 345, 71. Since the trade deadline, Toronto has had a 752 OPS ranking sixth in the MLB. And since September, the beginning of September, September 1st, they have the number one OPS at 803, which is 40 points higher than the next team. This team might just be able to hit their way to the World Series. Okay, uh, Moonaf, can you give us a couple of thoughts on the Blue Jays at all? I think the Blue Jays have probably the most upside of the teams that are after the favorites, right? Because of what Noah just said. And I think the one name that he didn't mention that pitching rotation that I'd probably go with over Jose Berrios is probably Ross Stripling because he's would kind of the forgotten one. Would you want him as like a reliever though? Like I would be a reliever for the most of the season. I no, guess. he was actually starting a lot of the games for them. I don't trust Jose Berrios at all right now. At all. Um, I would go I, with Stripling and I would bring Berrios out of the, out of the, uh, uh, out of the bullpen, kind of how the Red Sox did with David Price a couple years I ago. I would give Barrios like one time through the order and then go with Strip. 
stippling, kind of like how the Rays were doing in the postseason with Blake Snell and those guys. Yeah, and that and that's what gives Toronto's the options there too to do something like that, right? But you're right about this this batting order. Uh, you know, they have the names Flad. George Springer, Bo Bichette, I think that's going to be a key for them. So, um, yeah, I mean, at this point, I, we're, we're kind of midway through it. I think that uh, Toronto, uh, sooner or later, was going to come off the board. But, yeah, I think that series between uh, the Blue Jays and uh, the Mariners is going to be absolutely fantastic. Yeah, I think with the the Blue Jays, for me, you, you mentioned the word upside, which is absolutely correct. They're just so inconsistent. Whenever I, I can't remember how many times I'll have picked the Blue Jays to win a game this year because – they just seem to everything just has to fall right for them. You never really know what you're going to get. Uh, they were never kind of on a on a hot streak or a cold streak. They seem to be a lot better at home, but they, they're really inconsistent. But that's not necessarily a bad thing uh, when you're coming into into coming these playoffs because if you get hot at the right time, they've absolutely got the ability. No one is questioning uh, the ability. We just think maybe the pitching depth. Alec Manoa will go off one, but yeah. He, you get into names like Barrios, and even Strippen's been okay, but no better than that. But um, yeah, they've got more than enough ability to do it. Just it, it's a consistency, and you just get the feeling. Um, I, I get the feeling that they might just shit the bed because I think they did last season as well. Um, right, we're going to make round three of this draft a little bit of a turbo round. We'll do ninety second well, handicaps for round. I didn't even pick my second oh, one. Shit. You guys are trying to cheat me. That's so crazy. <laughs> we are, we Sorry, are Dylan. <laughs> no, it's always Malcolm. <laughs> All right. um, bad dog I, with the egg pick. <laughs> I like the name Bo. Bo Bichette for I my love dog. The name Bo. Like yeah. that's honestly a name that's on the short list for like one of my. I first think that's going to knock Malcolm off out of the top five and put Bo in there. So yeah. That's- All right. As for my second pick, I'm going to take the Seattle Mariners. Uh, I I think this is a really great story. I think they're a very easy team to root for. Now, I do think it's going to be a tough task to make it all the way to the World Series or even just win the AL pennant. I think they have a decent chance to beat the Blue Jays. You guys just uh, described their lineup. Both teams playing really good baseball right now. But if you look at the season series between the two clubs, the Mariners have kind of owned the Blue Jays and maybe can say, well, this is postseason, scrap everything, this is different. But that might be true. But I think those players know what happened to them every time they played. And that might get into their head a little bit as players. I I think the Mariners could go toe-to-toe with the Blue Jays pitchers. I I think what this series is going to come down to, at least in my eyes, is – basically the the lineup can we hold them uh, hold the lineup the blue jays lineup that that's probably the best thing they have is the blue is their lineup if we put robbie ray logan gilbert marco gonzalez if they can try to keep the ball down try to limit the blue jays to maybe two three runs i I think the mariners are live here so if we're able like i said if we're able to bet this here's i think there's some pretty plus value i have to imagine the blue jays are going to be favorite but uh, even if they do advance, I don't like their chances, to be honest, against the Astros. I don't think their pitching, their bats, or experience com- compares with the Astros. So nothing too crazy. I do like the Mariners for my second pick. I think they could come out of this wild card round. Yeah, I, I, I just don't think there's quite enough there. Um, they've kind of got three quarters of... Uh, sorry? <laughs> You just everything I say today, you're just shitting on it today, Malcolm. He's mad because just... you're not naming the dog Malcolm. I'm just backing up what you've just said. 
Oh my god! You just said that they could, they've got a chance against the Blue Jays, and then they'll get beat off the Astros. And yeah. I, I'm concurring by saying there's not enough there for them to go beyond that. Oh, okay, okay. Mate, you've got a little bit of sand in your vagina because the Mets yeah. got beat off the Braves. <laughs> now that's absolutely fine. I understand. Go and rinse it out oh, and come god. back with a better attitude, Dylan. If that's oh, all right. My god. Um, do I, Mood, I thought, or do you have any? Stronger yeah, thoughts on these uh, Seattle Mariners. I have a quick rebuttal because I did pick Toronto. Now, the reason why I, I thought this was the toughest game or three-game series to pick. Um, the Seattle Mariners, they have a phenomenal pitching staff, but they're really young, and the whole team in general mm. lacks playoff experience. Yeah, In Toronto at the Rogers Center, I think it's probably one, maybe the second most influential home environment there is you think back to the other postseason runs that they've had in the last decade that place gets nuts when good things happen to their baseball team i think when we talk yeah about that's the a Mar- valid point i think when we talk about the mariners we, we 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 said that you know there's always that team that we talk about like right now that is one or two years away from contending i think we were saying that about the mariners like two years ago now they are i think a legitimate contender that pitching rotation that they've set up for the future with Luis Castillo, Robbie Ray, uh, you throw in Logan Gilbert into that mix as well. Marco is a serviceable four or five guy, and also Chris Flexen, right? This this pitching rotation and bullpen is set up to have success. They're pretty much playing with house money here because they're young, they're exciting, they're a fun fan base to watch. I think this the, I think this AL wild card series. Noah mentioned that Toronto is one of those uh, influential home crowds. I think you could throw Seattle into that uh, into that mix yeah. as well because but that, they don't play at Seattle. All three games are in Toronto. Yeah. So and again, if they do get past that point, right? I, I think that again, going into the future, I understand why the Mariners fell this down for the board, but I think this team is going to be very very exciting coming for the next year, two three years, uh, because they have worked to build this roster to where it is to be in the playoffs in the wild card division series. And again, it's going to be interesting to see what kind of transpires as this team gets playoff experience and then going into the future. I want to say we've been waiting on Seattle for maybe two to three years for them to be good. I think we've been waiting on Toronto for five years to be good. Interesting quote from Vladimir Guerrero Jr. He said, "Last year was the trailer." This year's the movie. They're going to the World Series from the AL. <laughs> um, George Kirby was a, a name Moona from that. Uh, yeah, from that potential Kirby. start is it that we all admitted there. Um, right, okay. I promise you a table round three. Um, <laughs> yeah, once I've told you about Dylan's favourite uh, trade coffee, uh, trade coffee are back. Um, trade coffee are a company that use the uh, top independent roasters in the USA to fix you up with a personalised and bespoke service. You need to take the coffee quiz and let their team of experts do all the work. They'll curate over 450 exceptional coffees that make the cup just for you. Um, trade is the easiest way to get your very best taste and coffee delivered fresh. Um, nothing to lose because trade guarantees you'll love your first bag. If not, they'll work with you to replace it for free. So if you want to support small businesses and brew the best cup of coffee you've ever made at home, it's try to try it's time to try Trade Coffee right now. Trade is offering our listeners a total of $30 off your first order plus uh, free shipping at drinktrade.com slash SGP. That's drinktrade.com slash SGP for $30 off your subscription to the best coffees in the country. And finally, Odds Trader. Uh, Odds Trader is a place to compare odds from all the major sports books, uh, plus all the different sign-up codes and promos as well. 
so you'll get the best value for money. The app will also give you uh, player stats, game stats, injury reports, handicapping, uh, weather reports, and the all-important bet tracker, uh, so you can keep tabs on how you're getting on as well. Uh, oddstrader.com slash bluewire is the place to go. Um, Oddstrader is the number one site for all of your game day bets. Okay, Turbo round three, 90-second handicap. And with the ninth pick, that's right, isn't it? Yeah, ninth pick, I will take the St. Louis Cardinals. Um, they are 16-1 to one to win the World Series. 8-1 uh, to one to win the National League. What we do know about the cards, putting ticks in boxes here, we're doing a 90-second handicap. They're streaky. Uh, they went on, uh, what, 17, 18, or something like that, 17-game win streak last year. Um, they had a really strong second half of the season. I know we all touted ourselves a little bit when we tipped them up uh, to knock the Brewers off in the second half. They've had a really strong second half, like they did last year as well. Um, they've got a really strong home record, which I think bodes well against Philly. They've got a 53-28 and 28 home record, uh, which means I think they've got a really good chance of knocking Philly off. Um Bats, they've got the number three and four ranked players in the league by war in Arenado and Paul Goldschmidt. And the pitching's the issue for me. Um, 17th ranked star in pitching. Bullpen is ranked the same, 17th. The top three of Wainwright, Mikolas and Quintana. It's not awful, but is it a World Series winning? Uh, the star in three, I'm not sure it is. I mean, they're 16-1 the for a reason. I don't mind the top three SPs. They were fourth in runs scored. Um, I mean, baseball is the kind of game where one or two players can lift you to victory as well. Uh, so behind Arenado and Goldie, if those two get really hot at the same time, they've got a chance. But yeah, 16 to 1 for a reason. They get a soft start, I think, in Philadelphia. Uh, so if they get through that, uh, that puts them in the game. And then you never know if they get on a bit of a hot streak. Uh, so yeah, St. Louis Cardinals for me. Uh, Noah Benick, pick number 10. All right. No, it's well, not. It's, it's Moonaf. Sorry, my system's gone entirely to shit. Yeah, same reaction I have, Dylan. There you go. Uh, pick number nine. Um, yeah, we're kind of getting to the bottom of the barrel here. Uh, but I'm going to go with the Philadelphia Phillies here. Um, I, I think that when you when you take a look at this rotation uh, with Zach Wheeler, with uh, Aaron Nola, I think that's a again a formidable one and two. And a lot of times when I'm looking at teams, not just for draft purposes, but also for uh, looking at a postseason roster construction, um, I, Phillies, uh, I think they have some type of upside too as well, right? I mean, obviously you have the NL MVP and Bryce Harper. I think that's a big get back for them. Kyle Schwarber, um, you know, Bronson Stott, I think we talked about him a lot during the, the beginning of the season. How he was going to be a good prospect in, in this major league roster for the Philadelphia Phillies. Um, but for me, I think that being in the NL East in that division, it, it, it's tough pickings, right? And I think you also kind of got to give them credit for them securing a wild card spot when you had two teams in your division that won 100 plus games. And you kind of take a look at this roster up and down. I think their top three pitchers are definitely better than that of the St. Louis Cardinals, who they, I believe, are playing in that wild card round. Um, but for me, I think that there is a possibility, like you mentioned there, Malcolm, that if the pitching doesn't pan out for the St. Louis Cardinals with those top three guys in Wainwright, Quintana, and uh, Mikolas, or if it's Jordan Montgomery, I still prefer having the Philadelphia's top three guys over those three guys. And I think that... When you take a look at their batting order as well, 
Reese Hoskins, uh, like I mentioned, Nick Castillo, Nick, Nick Castellanos, if he can get it going, JT Realmuto, uh, Gene Segura, Bryce Harper. So they have guys that can hit the ball and also have the pitching. I think the one area of concern is for me is the bullpen. But at, 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 at the pick number nine for the teams that were remaining, I kind of just had to go with the Philadelphia Phillies here. Okay, so Munaf picks up the Phillies at pick number nine. Uh, Noah Bennett. Ten, sorry. Ten, sorry. Noah Bennett, pick number 11. With the 11th pick, I am going to select, I mean, like Munaf said, it's slim pickings. I have the choice of two teams. I'm going to go with the San Diego Padres of the National League. They're plus 1,500 to win the NL. That's tied for fifth, a.k.a. last. And they're also plus 3,000 to win the World Series, which is tied for ninth a.k.a. last. The San Diego Padres, the starting pitching has been carrying the squad uh, to the playoffs during the second half of the season. Hugh Darvish will probably start game one for the Padres. In his career against the New York Mets, Darvish is 5-0 and with a 2-0-8 ERA and seven starts against New York. And then you follow him up with Blake Snell, who he's quite honestly rebirthed himself after the All-Star break, with a 2.19 ERA in 78 innings in the second half of the season. Then, in Game 3, you throw Joe Musgrove, who was a top-10 pitcher in the MLB until the hometown kids signed an extension at the trade deadline and suffered a little bit of a hangover. But they also have the luxury of Mike Clevenger, Sean Manaya, and Nick Martinez for long relief in that bullpen after those three starters. Then, Josh Hader, the Padres closer, he's figured his shit out. In September, he's converted four saves in eight innings, only giving up three hits, two walks, and a run. Parlay that bullpen, parlay, parlay that with other bullpen pieces like Rob, Robert Suarez, Luis Garcia, and Steve Wilson, all with at least 10 innings of sub-250 ERAs in September. That'll play in October. The Friars just desperately need that 19-year-old Juan Soto postseason this offense has been anemic in September with a 689 OPS, ranking San Diego 18th in the MLB and second to last between the playoff teams, only better than Tampa Bay. In the month of September, the Washington Nationals acquisitions, Juan Soto, 221 average, and Josh Bell with a 189 average have not lived up to the hype. They've got to wake up in October for this team to make a run. Uh, thanks, Ron. My favourite sentence in all of that was Blake Snell has rebirthed himself. <laughs> Just for <laughs> impress, I really enjoyed that. Uh, the 12th pick, Dylan, uh, who did you fancy here, mate? No, there's only one team left. Uh, got, the t- <laughs> oh, got the Tampa Bay Rays. I don't like this pick at all, but I you feel You have like- the Guardians too, so you have one team going to the second round at least. Yeah, one team. I got a potential winner, so uh, I, 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 I feel like the Rays not getting home field really hurt them. They're awful on the road. And their bats, like I described earlier, they're only averaging 3.54 runs per game since September 3rd with two runs or fewer in half of the 26 games during that time span. So they need some help besides Randy, Rosarena, Wander Franco. And with their pitching, Shane McClanahan has given up nine runs in nine innings over his previous two starts, 426 ERA in the second half. So, Tyler Glasnow, he he's thrown only three innings in the big league since last June. So Drew Rasmussen, th- these guys need to step up a little bit, I think. Jeffrey Springs got lit up last night. Their bullpen is getting help back with Jalen Beeks. He he had a 280 ERA with 70 strikeouts and 61 innings in 42 games. So some positives. I, I think they have a good bullpen. I think their defense is all right. I just worry about their starting pitching and I worry about their lineup. So don't really like their chances. I'd rather take the Guardians here, but 
as my last pick, I got no choice. You touched on their them being terrible on the road. They're 35 and 45 on the road this season, which is by far the worst of the playoff teams. Yeah. In my opinion, unless the world gets drunk on playoff Randy or Rosarena, again, this race team lacks kind of that juice to make a little bit of a run. Yeah. They, they need to go out and spend money on the offense. That's just what it is. Yeah. They have Wander Franco yeah. and Randy. Yeah, that's, that's it. it. That's it. Yeah. I think we, we, me and Moon, when we finished last season, both determined not to undervalue the Rays again because people I have done it for years. I took them the East this year. I didn't yeah, undervalue uh, them, but they didn't come uh, through. It was one of my vows I made last season. I just don't think they're as good as they were last year. Like If you look uh, down, if you compare that line from top to bottom, um, and it's it's that simple, really. And they're going up against this Cleveland team, which I think all, three, all four of us actually fancy Cleveland to progress. So, yeah. Um, there's not many of us would have had the Rays any further up than probably uh, pick number 12 here. Well, in fact, none of us would have done because we didn't pick them before pick number 12. So, They're so, so there you go. Up. Like like you mentioned, Kevin Kiermaier, Mike Zunino, Brandon Lowe, uh, Lau, uh, David Peralta, Francisco Mejia, and then two reliable pitchers in the bullpen, Andrew Kittredge and Colin Poche, who just got injured this weekend. I mean, like that's a, a very key piece of that team right there on the I.L. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so there you go. We've uh, we've handicapped all twelve uh, postseason teams here. Um, just before we ask Moonaf what's happening the rest of the week, I'll remind you about the uh, contest here on the MLB Gambling Podcast, the Wild Card Contest, which runs from Friday to Sunday. Yeah, winner gets a jersey of their choice, and you need to go to the uh, get the Sports Gambling Podcast Network app sg.pn slash app um, put in all your all your answers to all the little questions who's going to win how and why and what have you uh, and there's prizes to be had over yeah uh, Moon after we've got a little bit more um, pre playoff stuff happening tomorrow can you tell us what's going on tomorrow yeah I mean uh, wild card series starts on Friday so that gives us the next day to do a, some betting preview so we're going to break it up into two pods uh, we'll record them back to back so we'll do the AL uh, one and Johnny Junta is going to actually join us for that since his team is in the uh, wild card series against the uh, Seattle Mariners. And then we'll touch on the other Guardians and Rays as well. And then we'll talk about the NL um, as well. So definitely look out for two separate pods. We'll get in depth. Uh, you know, it'll be a lot of fun. And we'll give out, obviously, all of our betting picks as well for the uh, for those series. So uh, looking forward to that for sure. Excellent. So, yeah, plenty more to come. Um that was fun, boys. It's been a long time since all four of us have got on together. Um, yes. Dylan, Noah, young man, thank you very much. Cheers, Moon off too. Uh, thanks, everyone, for listening, uh, joining in, getting involved in the chat. Captain Insano and the boys, as always. Razor was in there as well. Uh, first time we've seen Razor Shaw picks in there. Well, I know Moon off has a little bit of, uh, it's probably NBA chat, I think. Uh, with Razor so yeah thanks everyone for listening um, good luck with all your picks um, look out for that show tomorrow don't forget the contest until then we will see you down the road cheers <laughs>